0: Hi, and welcome back to Confident Christian Women, where we expose lies that the enemy tries to make us believe. Welcome to our second episode of God's Girl Summer Series. Our special guest today is Elizabeth Hours, otherwise known as Simply Southern Mom of Ten. And welcome back to Confident Christian Women. Today, we have a special guest, my friend, Elizabeth Hours. She is a wife of almost 40 years. This year, she celebrates 40 years, which is so exciting. She has 10 children. She is an empty nester and a caregiver for her father. Mm -hmm. So she has a busy life at home. But I'm going to let her share all the things of how she became a homemaker and what made her make that decision and just some of the details of her life and her walk in confidence in Christ through all these things. All right, welcome Elizabeth.
1: Thanks, I'm so glad to be here. I've been following you for a while we've been online friends for a while. We're gonna meet in person one day, but (laughs) yeah, because we're both in Georgia, so it should be possible. So I wanted to share a little bit about my journey. Uh, I went to college, I majored in English, and decided that I I wanted to be a technical writer. So during my course in college, I became very career-minded. And right out of college, I got a job in Charlotte, North Carolina, as a technical writer. And I loved that job because I love writing. So I was thrilled to be doing that. But then I had my first baby, and I planned to go back to work. But my life changed the moment that that baby was in my arms, you know, nursing. I mean, just the whole thing, I'm like, oh my goodness, how can I leave this baby? And I know some people have to kind of grow into motherhood, but for me, it was just like that. It was just an overnight, I mean, just an immediate difference that Mm -hmm. I wanted something different. I didn't want to go back to work. I wanted to be at home with that baby, making a home and, you know, not missing any of the milestones So I was able to negotiate a part-time opportunity where I worked and which had never been done before. And so I was really excited about that. So I only worked um, three days a week, but I still, I didn't even want to be there those three days I wanted to be at home. So I ended up working there for about a year and then my husband got a new job and I was able to transition home. However, I also, they gave me some jobs that I could do from home. And that was back in the day, like a big computer with like a floppy disk and I, <laughs> I would take it in to work, you know, once a week. It was the internet. I mean, it was just, that's the old days, right? It was in the, so I wanted to tell you what happened at that time, because when I was working as a technical writer, I loved my job and I poured myself into it. And I loved like just finding just the right words, you know, to be precise for what I was trying to say. And, you know, I just really took pride in my work. Well, About that time when I was working part-time from home, I found out that everything that I had worked on was now obsolete. And you know how that is with technology, because in those, you know, about five years time, technology had come so far that all that was obsolete. And all those books that I had written, because I wrote, you know, training manuals, operators manuals, like they would use at a nursing station or, you know, places in the hospital, all that was obsolete and they were putting it up on the ship. Wow. Wow. And so that's when it really hit me even more. I have poured my life into this. That is all obsolete. Nobody will ever use it again. You know, it felt like a waste of my life. But if I pour my life into my children, by that point, I actually had um, three children. If I mm-hmm. pour my life into these children, that is not going to be obsolete. That's eternal, it lasts forever. And I won't be wasting my life with something that's outdated and put on the shelf. And so that was, I love that huge turning point in my life.
0: I love that. And so many mamas need to hear that because the world tells us we need a career. They need to be successful. They need to achieve this and that. And it is totally fine to be a homemaker, to be a mama, and never have a career. Never have anything outside of raising your children. That is your biggest mission on this earth. Is your family first,
1: right? Um, what about your kids and homeschooling? Okay, so about that time, let's see, about 1990 was when my third child was born, and my first one was born in 85. So she was getting to that kindergarten age. So that's when you to start making those decisions. So about that time I met this beautiful Titus 2 woman that really influenced me greatly and she was homeschooling her children and I, she had four children and I loved what I saw in her her gentle and quiet spirit I loved what I saw in her home of order and peace and her children they were respectful and obedient I just loved everything I saw and I was so drawn to that I I learned so much from her and her name is Fran. I just want to you know, say her name because she made a huge impact on my life and taught me a lot. She really came alongside and mentored me, which is something that I really long to do now is come alongside and encourage other young moms and give them a vision for what can take place in their home. So at that point, I decided I wanted to homeschool, but my husband thought I was off my rocker. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was not as popular back then as it is now. Now it's the trendy thing to do. And exactly. I'm just going to say it. It's needful. It is
1: necessary these days. It really is. But then you know, we even knew people, especially in North Carolina. We knew some people that spent the night in jail for homeschooling. Isn't, wow. isn't, that, isn't that not crazy? Because it was illegal in North Carolina at that time. But we actually lived in South Carolina, even though when I worked in Charlotte, you know, we, we were living in Rockville, or something, but wow. it was legal in South Carolina. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so long story short, that was like a, the biggest conflict in our marriage for a time, but, you know, the Lord worked that out, and we both, you know, he's like, we'll try a year at a time, and we ended up homeschooling for 28 years, and he ended up being a huge fan of it, so. <laughs> It was, but, you know, I remember uh, at that time, some people from our church invited us out to lunch or dinner, I guess. And um, we went out and their whole purpose was to tell us that if we homeschooled our children, we were going to ruin them and we were going to regret it. And oh, to... my
0: goodness.
1: And I was still really fresh and new. So it was very easy to be um, scared away by that. Right. But I knew what God had put on my heart. So that's where
0: your confidence in Christ alone had to come in and you're like, you know what? I'm trusting that God has prepared me and going to teach me and I'm going to have everything I need. And I'm not going to listen to these lies from people. Well, people that are well-meaning think that are uninformed. Right. Wow. I homeschooled my three, well, the first two for the first few years and But then we, I had to put them in school because I had to go to work, but I got so much flack about that, you know, and Mm -hmm. people saying, why are you doing that? There's, you know, and because that's what I feel that I need to do. And if I could have, I would
1: have the whole time. It's interesting because later on, when my, I had two daughters first and then I had four sons, but when my oldest son was in 10th grade, we moved to a new area it was just very different. There wasn't a lot of support, encouragement. He was kind of depressed, you know, leaving his friends. It was a very, very difficult move for us. And ended up, there was an opportunity for him to go to a Christian school and play basketball, football, and stuff like that. And so we made that decision at that time for him. And since then, we've had a few others that transitioned in their high school years to a Christian school. But same thing happened because someone invited us out to eat. Be careful, I'm going to invite you out to eat and hold this We've proven him, if we quit homeschooling, allowed him to go to this Christian school. So, you know, you can kind of have the pressure both ways, right? Oh, wow. And that's when we to say, maybe so, but this is what we feel like God is telling us to do. This is what we feel like is best for him. I mean, and at that time it was hard for me because I thought I was gonna homeschool all of my children all the way. And I would right. say half of them have homeschooled all the way through high school and went on to college or whatever else they did. But then half of them had finished up in a Christian school and that's okay. You know, we have to not, at that. like I said, I was kind of, um, I don't know, because I think because homeschooling wasn't popular then, I had to be so committed to it that it was like, do or die, I'm gonna do this forever. So it took a lot of me dying to myself and saying okay i think that god is calling us to a different avenue for this son and it was great for him he That's just awesome. blossomed i know we did the right thing and you know i think it goes back to what you said we've got to have our confidence in christ we have to listen to his voice God, we each of our children are individuals and what is best for some may not be best for others. We may decide a different avenue is better for them. So, but I mean, I shouldn't say we should, we may decide, but we, you know, feel that God is leading us. Yes, And then we can be confident even when people tell us we're making a big mistake. Like, well, (laughs) I love you,
0: but you know, I know what the Lord is leading me to do for my family. You do what's best for your family. And you know, it's hard when, especially people, I love those that give advice that have never even had children. Right. <laughs> you know? But the whole socializing thing is one of the biggest excuses they give. Mm-hmm. And, and it cracks me up because I'm thinking, okay, all y'all that used to say that, what are you saying now? You know, mm-hmm. because it's just ridiculous. Kids getting just so much bullying. I know several, <laughs> well, one of my granddaughters is homeschooled because she was being bullied. Mm-hmm. You know? And she's in the ninth grade this year and she was being, and so she is homeschooled now because of bullying and a young lady at our church, she is, was being bullied. So she is being homeschooled and she is mm-hmm. in the eighth grade and the, the teachers and principal, they don't feel like they can do anything because mm-hmm. of all the rules and things, the way they've changed. I encourage people to, if they're able, you know, financially, if they are able I encourage them. Homeschool, you know. Obviously, if you have a great Christian school to send your kids to and you can afford it, mm-hmm. do that. My sister-in-law, um, her and my brother, he she homeschooled my her two oldest, and now uh, the second oldest is he started Christian school this year, but he's in he's a freshman. So, mm-hmm. and her younger kids are in um, the at the Christian school too, but they couldn't afford that before. But so they did homeschool, and I'm like. I can see such a difference in them and the things that they don't know and the things they don't need to know that in a good way that they don't talk about. They don't know about. And it's like they did good by them, you know, being able to do that and not. And this is not saying that if you can't homeschool, that you're a horrible parent. I make sure I want to make sure everybody knows that I'm not saying that. But if you are able to, I would encourage you to highly consider it. So you're a caregiver for your dad,
1: right? And how old is he? He's 82. He'll be 83 in August. Okay.
0: Okay. He's in good
1: health physically.
0: It's just kind of the
1: little bit of the
0: thinking part that, Right. Hey, that happens in your fifties. So you've got that going on now. And, you have a at-home business, so you work from home or from your right. phone,
1: right, as,
0: right? Like a lot of a lot of women say.
1: What is it that you do? So I'm a brand ambassador for Plexus, and Plexus was talking about gut health ten years ago, and no one else was even talking about gut health. and Has excellent line of gut health products, and i love sharing that because my vision is I, I want moms, especially you know my heart, especially for moms. But I want them to be able to thrive in their homes, not just survive. And so I feel like these products really, I mean, they made a big difference in my life and a big, made a big difference in many people who I know in their lives. And so I want that for moms to have the energy that they need and to be healthy and not have gut issues that are holding them back. And so that's one of the my missions is just to be able to help other moms and nannies and caregivers to have the energy that they need and to feel, to feel vibrant so that they can thrive in their homes. And that's a big, you know, part of why I'm involved with this. And also that's what enabled me to send my last few to Christian school, because you know the just the income that I would bring in was enough to um, send them three to Christian schools for their high school years. I and love that. And it was really a blessing, too, because um, my oldest daughter, um, excuse me, my youngest daughter, (laughs) um, when the others had graduated and my mom, I cared for my mom for two years, which was very intense because she was totally bedridden depending on us for every single thing. And so it was very difficult for me to even leave home during that time. So I felt like that was difficult on my daughter and my youngest daughter and son at that time that were still at home. Then my son went to the Christian school and he graduated. And I was looking forward to just having that special time with my daughter. But she, um, you know, it was just difficult for her because the others were all gone and our home was just so um, focused on caregiving and all that kind of thing. It was just a different atmosphere in my home than it was before when we had all the kids and you know, so many fun, yeah. I love doing activities all together with the kids and they could all learn at different levels and doing the same type of thing, it was so much fun, but that wasn't going on anymore. And so she was really excited for the opportunity to, to go to school. So, you know, that's there again, we have our seasons of life, things change. We have to be willing to not be rigid and stick with one thing, but to go with what is best in that season.
0: Yeah, I love that. And that's true because life is not a Hallmark movie. It's not. It's <laughs> not all not. the time. Even though you live in a Hallmark I town. I love your little town. Um it's she lives in Dahlonega, Georgia, and that's in the North Georgia Mountains and mm-hmm. it's I just love that town. I remember going there as a kid and I just love it cuz they moved you moved there about a year ago, right? It's been You're over an a year and a half year and yeah. a half, okay, and she was living on the coast in Brunswick, mm-hmm. Georgia, right. and so now she's up in the mountains, uh, and she had to transition from that, but she's made a, a great transition and found friends and a church that she loves. Yes. And that's good because your kids, none of them live there near you, so you You've had to make friends and connect with other people and other women. And so I'm really glad you've done that because it can be lonely when you move somewhere new if you have nobody
1: else around. And I was scared because you know I remember telling my youngest daughter, I said, you have always made friends through the the kids because you know you meet them at parks or playgrounds or the library, school activities or the ballpark or you know, wherever is natural way to meet people and make friends, right? That and church. And I said, what if I don't have any friends? You know, I was really scared. Like, I don't know how to meet people. <laughs> I don't know how to make friends. And, you know, she teases me. She's like, Mom, are talking about a new friend? You know, Every time I talk to you, what happened to this person who wasn't going to make any friends?
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I'm glad you did. I, and that's that's neat because now, you know, uh, God pushed you out of your comfort zone, out of that into a whole new thing. Now. You can encourage other women to make friends and, you know, because we do need to connect with other women, other godly women and encourage each other because this world is crazy.
1: <laughs> well, my husband works in county government. And so as a county manager, we've had to move quite a bit through the years. And my motto just became bloom where planted. And that has served me well, because what good does it do me to just wither and die? You know. You, even if you don't want to particularly move or be in a certain place, you've got to find ways to flourish and bloom where you're planted, so.
0: Yeah, I totally agree, 100%.
1: See plants grow up through concrete, so you know you can bloom where you're planted. Right? (laughs) Oh yeah, definitely,
0: yeah. Yeah, I've only time was when we were in Aiken and when we moved there in 2020 Mm -hmm. and nobody wanted to make friends. Yeah. People were guarded. You couldn't Mm -hmm. understand them because they had a mask covering their face. When you went to the store, you're like, what? And you could like talking to somebody in line. Just It was just like, it's not worth it because you can't even hear them. And that that was a difficult time. I'm very thankful now that we're in Statesboro and got a great church. And that's what I highly encourage people. I know some people. It's, it was easy to go to church online and, but I really encourage you to find a body of believers, go to a Bible believing church, find a group of women to connect with because there are women there that need the gifts that you have and you need the gifts they have. And I got a message today from uh, someone who said, I would love to have coffee. And I said, well, I would too. So let's do that, you know? And. I know. And I'm uh, walking like once or twice a week when our schedules, how, if they mesh together, I have mm-hmm. another friend. That's what we do. We walked this morning and we walked for about 45 minutes and we just talk and it's, you know, and she goes to my church and it's nice connecting with other women and encouraging being encouraged and sharing real life, mm-hmm. you know? So I love that you are flourishing in your town, you were at a little a festival, Bear Claw Festival, Bear on the Square. Bear on the Square. Okay, I'm like, okay, what was it? It was something, Bear something. I could not remember. Yeah. Bear on the Square. And you made it. Okay, you made some amazing looking food, some dessert that you, yeah, you called it a Bear Paw.
1: I called it Bear on the Square Bar. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and
0: you share a lot of your cooking and tips and things
1: as you're cooking on Instagram, right? Right. I love yeah. to cook and bake and I love to be creative and I rarely ever follow the same recipe twice. Well, with a family with 10 kids, you had to be creative, right? Yes. So one of my superpowers is taking whatever's in the refrigerator leftover and creating some yummy dish. And I just... <laughs> I just did that because, well, we had five of our kids and a daughter-in-law and, and then two of their friends come and, and kind of crashed our house and they went hiking on the Appalachian Trail. And then they came back Sunday and took hot showers and had a hot meal. But so the first night they came, they all got here at different times. I was trying to think what I could have. So I made burrito bowls. So I had, you know, like taco meat and, and chicken. Those were in the crock pots. And I had rice and black beans and you know, all your, your taco type toppings so mm-hmm. I had some odds and ends left from that. So <laughs> I turned that into a casserole. We ate that last night. I had like rice. Added, let me guess. Top. Let me
0: guess. You added rice, right? You added had rice. rice. I have it on
1: the bottom. So yeah. And
0: then yeah. Okay. chicken
1: on top. And I had, yeah, oh, my yeah. daughter had made a um a, a queso dip. It was our first time to like try making that ourselves. So I just p- poured that over it and, you know, sprinkled the cheese and black olives and it was delicious. But. That's what I've always learned to do. Like if there's a little dibs and dabs, no one wants to eat them, but if you make them into something else, yeah, <laughs> there's no reason to waste it, you know, and, <laughs> and they won't even know it. It's like, yeah,
0: y'all ain't, y'all don't know, but the leftovers that you're saying you ain't going to eat, you're going to eat them. <laughs> That's I just give really it a good. new name, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. And it looks different. It's like, oh, cool. That's good. I love that because whether you have like me and Rick where it's just the two of us now and mm-hmm. you know it is still good to be creative with your leftovers if you you know yes. I, I like to make extra food one day so I don't have to cook the next day
1: mm-hmm. you know and then it I can is. just add a,
0: I can add a bag of salad and whatever leftover was and boom we're good so I yes. it's probably like that when it's just you guys is it yes know, it's a lot easier with just you and your husband and your dad yes, yes. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> That's good. So how can people contact you? What's your um, Instagram handle? At simply southern mom of 10. Okay. And there's a, is there a link in your bio if they want to like, look, check out your Plexus
1: and things like that? Yes. Yeah, the best thing is if they would just message me, you know, DM me because then I could talk to them about what their specific needs were. And okay. Make sure you get the right thing, but yeah,
0: but there is a link. Well, I do want to encourage people that, if you don't understand gut health actually affects your brain and your mental wellness, it, it, does. Is, huge. it is, it is a does. big deal. And we all know that mental wellness is a big deal with people and it's something you definitely need to pay attention to. So when your gut health is good,
1: mm-hmm. your mental
0: health can be good too. So I just wanted to share it's that like
1: a cycle because you know, your, your gut affects your brain and your brain affects your gut. It's a continuous yeah. cycle. Yeah. Also, you asked me, and I'll, I'll go back and mention about how did I make sure that I was, or feel confident that I was giving my children enough when I was homeschooling. Right. I go yeah. back to that? Okay. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> I had a few priorities. Well, This is what I read somewhere that talked about how fast information was expanding. And I forget the exact details now, but you know, it was just exponentially, the amount of information out there. So you can never teach your children everything there is to know, right? Impossible. Right. So my goal was to teach them how to read well, how to write well, how to do basic math, and how to think, you know, and to have the character, you know, pull that all together. And I really felt like if I gave them a biblical worldview and taught them character, and he focused so much on character, if they had the character, they could learn whatever they needed to learn. And And it was kind of like when I got my job as a technical writer, I didn't know a thing about computers at that time, but I knew how to write. And so their philosophy was they hired a lot of um, like former teachers and, you know, English majors and things for their technical writing department. And they said, we can teach you computer skills, but we can't take a programmer and teach them how to write. So (laughs) it's generally just not going to work out well. (laughs) So that was kind of my philosophy, you know, with my children is I want them to know how to read and write and discern and think, you know, and then they can learn any other specific skill that they need. And, and I always focused so much on character. You know, we constantly, we're, I was praising them for their character because it's more important that they were diligent than mm-hmm. they made an A. You know, maybe somebody can make an A mm-hmm. or a hundred just because it came naturally to them, but they didn't work. But I'm praising the one who worked hard and stuck with it and did the best they could, you know. And even when they went on to Christian school, I didn't. I mean, I always told them, if you, you know, like if you don't make wise choices, you can come back home because we've done it before, you know. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I'm not new at this. Uh, Yeah, so
1: (laughs) so you know, they did. They made wise choices, and um, but I wasn't one of those parents like that punished for bad grades or. Put a lot of pressure like my dad always put so much pressure on me I would come home let's say I made a 98 and he'd say well, where were the other two points you know I felt mm-hmm. like I could never never live up to him his experience.
0: it must, that must be that generation because I think, so. I think mine was like that and Rick's was like that and you know it, it's we're like, never
1: good enough right I mean that's where some of that probably yeah. started
0: yeah and they are like hey, hey praise this There's, you know but Something that was instilled in them, I guess, you know, I think it probably was because I know our great grandparents, a lot of them didn't even get to go to school. Like they had to stay home and work or, you know, work the farm and do the things. And right. a lot of them. so maybe our parents were like, OK, it is a gift, but we don't have to be perfect. And we have to teach our children that, you know, especially. Because if they think we think that growing up, they're going to think that we think that as adults, that they can't come to us and say, hey, I messed up. (laughs) You know, they they need to be able to have that. Hey, mom, I love you. Can I talk to you? And
1: Mm -hmm. yes, that's so important. And that reminds me, too. Another thing that I think I really focused on with my children that I don't regret was just tying heartstrings, you know, just that's the most important I felt like the atmosphere of my home of love and acceptance and warmth and, you know, all of that was more important and yeah. than the academics or anything else. You know, I, I wanted them to feel, to love God, to love others, to feel loved and accepted and have that sense of family. You know, it was just, that was just really important to me and I can't if the, you know, siblings will squabble, right? It's just, an, yeah. but to constantly remind them, you're going to have these siblings forever. Friends come and go, but this is your family. You need to forgive. Yeah. You need to work through it, whatever. And I've got to tell you to this day, my kids in the very close, you already saw several of them came up for, to hike the Appalachian Trail together from Florida, South Carolina, and the coast of Georgia, they all. Came up that's amazing. I
0: was like, okay, where'd all these kids live? And they're all getting together at their mom's and going hiking. I oh, thought yes. that was the coolest thing I, I did. I saw that on Instagram and I was, <laughs> I thought, okay, that is an amazing family. That is that just that's amazing parenting there <laughs> that caused that to happen. That just doesn't happen overnight.
1: Well, two of my sons to this day they're married now, and still to this day they talk on the phone every day. And their wives say, they just know, oh, he's on the phone. He's with his, he's talking to his brother. And That's awesome. That's and then, awesome. those are two of my older sons. And then my youngest son, he recently was trying to make a decision. And he talked to me and his dad and he called two of his brothers. And oh, it just melts That's my heart. That's
0: awesome. I love that. And I want to encourage people that, no, she doesn't have the perfect family. They right. deal right. with everyday life issues. They dealt with issues when their kids were younger, just all you just kept doing it and consistency matters.
1: And that so, reminds me of something I want to say too. There were times I cried myself to sleep.
0: Okay, good. Yay. See, there, uh, that not yay, but
1: you know what i like, I'm saying yes. people need to know that. Yes. I mean, mothering is hard. You know, parenting is hard. Yes. Um, homeschooling, a whole house full of kids, different ages. It's so hard and I'm so committed. I wanted them to, like I said in the beginning, have that biblical worldview. I want them to have character. I looked around me at other young people and I didn't want that same product of the public schools that I was seeing. That's not what I wanted. I had a different vision for my family. And so even though it was hard, I did it. But sometimes I cried myself to sleep and sometimes I said, God, they're not learning anything, whatever is going in one ear and out the other. But now, as adults, I see them—you know—that more of that got into their minds than I realized. That was especially the boys, because this right. is mm-hmm. I love it, but I want, yeah, you know, I just want moms to know it's not always easy. And you have those days where you're like, "Yes, this is why I'm doing this." Everything is like, you know, kind of picture perfect. It's like Instagram worthy, right? Yes, <laughs> and, yes, because I'm kind of idealistic. So, you know, the house had to be clean, too, for for all that to fall in place for me and be that perfect day where, you know, and the lessons went well, and they paid attention. And you're like, but that was rare. You know, more often than than not, you know, we got off schedule. Things didn't go well. Some of my kids remember me saying that every time I I hated science experiments, because either we'd get it all together, it wouldn't work. I'm not very scientific type of person. Or... Once the boys got out of the learning mode and we went to do this, you know, experiment, I could never bring them back in. It were
0: <laughs> crazy. That's funny. That's, I love it. And I love that you shared that because these yeah. people need to hear, yes, you may look like the June Cleaver. <laughs> For those of you younger people, you just have to look up who June Cleaver is. I'm not going to explain, yes. but anybody our age knows, but There is the other side. It's the crazy side, the Lucille Ball side where everything funny is happening. So I really appreciate you opening up and sharing all this with us. And I want to encourage everyone to go follow Elizabeth on Instagram at simply southern mom of 10, the number 10. And just you can see her life. You can see kids and grandkids and her cooking and her life in Delanaga, and just her stuff about Plexus and just all the different things um, she's doing on there to just try and encourage other moms.
1: Yes. And anybody's welcome to message me because I just love encouraging young moms. I know hey. it's hard and I love to encourage them to keep on keeping on.
0: That's right. You're, you are sowing what was reap what you've reaped from the, your Titus two lady Fran yes yes I her name too <laughs> and so that's you now you're doing it and I love that well thank you and I appreciate you and I just hope you have a blessed rest of your day
1: thank you too and thanks for giving me the opportunity to share my heart and a little bit about my life and I, I enjoyed I hope I can encourage some mom somewhere that listens to your podcast.
0: I'm sure you did. Thank you for listening to the Confident Christian Women podcast. I hope you're enjoying this God's Girl Summer Series. As I interview women from all over the United States, women like you and I who deal with real life every day, but they walk confident in Christ alone, And they have let go of the lies that this world will try to make them believe. God bless you and be sure and share this podcast so that other women can be encouraged too.